are so honored that you're here with us for season three. We want to share, connect, and grow the paper flower community with you. Welcome to Paper Talk. To this episode of Paper Talk. Today's episode is sponsored by our patron, Robin. We appreciate your donation and we're excited to keep creating content for the Paper Flower community. If you're interested in supporting us, head on over to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com backslash paper talk and sign up as a patron. We would love to see you there. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Paper Talk. Today, we have Nora Frayden with us, and she's the owner and artisan behind Lilac and Blush Paper Garden. Hi, Nora. We are so excited to have you on our podcast. So hi, Nora. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on today. Yay. Spring is just around the corner, and it's going to be, I can't wait for warmer temperature and to actually be out and about again. It's been hard being cooped up in the house all winter long with the crazy snowstorms everybody's been getting across the United States and Canada yeah oh my gosh yeah it's so nice when spring comes and you can finally go outside and those little first little buds are so wonderful (laughs) a couple years ago I almost started crying when I saw one of those little buds I was like it just makes me so happy (laughs) (laughs) crocus right crocus are the most adorable little tiny flowers that just like grows out in the snow which is so crazy to me it's like how can you be that strong how did this (laughs) Five. Yeah. Yeah. Nora, you're in Michigan, right? Yes. So what are the first flowers that, you know, you see in the spring in Michigan? Definitely snowdrops. Uh, I remember actually seeing a whole field of snowdrops one year. Oh, wow. In like mid-February, which maybe for other regions is kind of normal. But for me, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. But yeah, little snowdrops. And the crocuses, definitely. Then will be the daffodils and then like tulips and other varieties, (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Like I always have my eye out for that snowdrops and crocuses and daffodils. Yeah, I love that. That is so awesome. Pretty. So Nora, tell us a little bit about your love for flowers and paper flowers. You know, how did you begin? When did you begin? And what drew you to making paper flowers? Definitely. So I think it started quite a while back. I view it as kind of a little like sparks that came together. Mm-hmm. And I would say the first spark was when I I was actually probably in like junior high or high school. So that's been a while now. And um, <laughs> they sold these like little paper flower kits at paper source store, which I think is across the US. I'm not sure if it's in other countries, but they were just kind of simple cardstock paper flower kits. And I remember I acquired a few of those. And funnily enough, I don't think I actually ever made them, but I was really drawn in because I don't know. I just was always like into kind of handicraft projects and creativity and I loved like the precision of it mixed with the creativity so when I saw those kits I was like oh my gosh it's right up my alley although yeah I don't think I ever actually did them but then fast forward and it was 2015 and I was in Target, probably shopping for like soap or something <laughs> normal <laughs> like that. But when you go to Target, you often pick up some extra things. And I picked up a paper flower kit there, actually, which I was looking back and kind of surprised they have that, although they do. <laughs> yes, yes. Back in 2015. Um, Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, it was great. It was kind of like ahead of the time of paper. (laughs) I don't know what's funny, but but yeah, that one had more like crepe paper in it. And this time I actually made them instead of like just admiring the kit. (laughs) I I just really liked it. And since then, I'd say it's been pretty much my journey. I'd say kind of ebbs and flows how much I'm committed Mm -hmm. or even interested. But but overall, there's just been kind of a tie throughout here 
years that I keep coming back to it. And I was working in college administration at the time, but in 2016, so about one year after the kit, I decided to like leave my job there because it just felt kind of conventional and I wanted to take a different path. And I kind of went back to the paper flower idea as something just to fill the time. And also, I think I always wondered if it was something that I wanted to do as a business a little bit. But that was the time when I started to purchase rolls of crepe paper and kind of went back to the flower kits and remembered, oh, that was really cool. But also, um, I think at that time I got the book by Livia Chetty. Yes. With a paper flower book. Mm -hmm. And that was fun to explore. So I think, yeah, it was just kind of a journey. And then on and off throughout the years, I would continue with exploration through mostly kind of on my own, I would say. I I feel like I'm a little like stubborn about tutorials and templates, even though I know there's like such a wealth of knowledge to be gained from them. I'm also like a little stubborn about like, I want to do it myself. So I don't know. I feel like a lot of like dissections. Nothing wrong with that. That's how we both started. Yeah. So I'm always like, oh my gosh, I want to work on these like tutorials and templates because I know there's so much information there, but then I'm like, no, I want to do it myself. So it's a little bit of a mix, but overall, I really enjoyed experimenting and kind of continuing on with the journey ever since those hits that kind of sparked yeah. everything. So what was the turning point when you like, okay, I've made enough paper flowers and people are starting to like, oh my gosh, I love your paper flowers. When did you decide to turn it into a business? Yeah, I think that really, yeah, since more at the beginning, I was interested. I think for me, it was almost a matter of like, this could be a cool business. Maybe my flowers should reach the level where I can sell them rather than like, oh, my flowers are really beautiful and they've reached that level and let me turn into a business. So yeah, I think in a way it was always a little bit in the back of my mind that it could be a business idea. And I enjoy making the flowers in themselves, but a part of it for me, part of the like hobby and fun has always been what would this be like if it were a business actually Mm -hmm. but I think it's kind of gone through some stages like very early on right around the time that I bought my first rolls of crepe paper even I was like oh my gosh I I remember like sharing logos with my friends and being like which logo and you know everything but I don't think it was yeah yeah and but I don't think it was time yet like I don't think my Mm -hmm. flowers maybe were at a point to sell and maybe there isn't really that point but looking back I think maybe from a standpoint of being enthusiastic from the business and I was ready, but maybe from the standpoint of being kind of there with the flowers, I wasn't. But I would say the my business kind of went through a couple transformations since then. And in 2019, I was accepted into an artisan's market, like a local one. And I think that's when I really was like, okay, maybe now they're like good enough to actually like <laughs> decide to sell. You know, the you're saying that it was good enough to be sold. Is that like something that you yourself determined like in terms of, oh, it will, I'll only sell this or it's only, I'm only ready to sell if it looks like this. Or is it something that you were expecting someone else to reaffirm or what was it? I'm just curious because every person's a little bit different in terms of their expectations. Definitely. I think it was from a personal level because I do think at that time there were probably people who were saying, oh, you could sell these. Mm -hmm. Partially on a personal level, just how I interpreted them, but also maybe this theme probably comes up a lot in discussions in the community, but comparing to others. 
you know, was like, well, have you like, sure, you think I can sell them, but have you seen like the other ones in the community? So, so it was kind of probably personal mixed with kind of a feeling based on like seeing other ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of a, yeah, I think there would have been probably people who would have bought them, but I might've felt like, oh dear, like, are you sure you want to? Kind of <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I might not have really felt comfortable with selling. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, getting accepted into the market was kind of like the validation I felt like I needed. And that was the same year when I went to the workshop in Toronto with you guys. Just yeah. Yay. It was amazing meeting you. Yes. <laughs> I remember you were sitting right across from me. I think you were talking to Holly. Yeah. I was like, well, this girl is like so like bubbly and like oh. and positive. And she's like, yeah, she's so social. I was like, wow. Like she's so easy to talk to. And she's so like excited. Oh, so nice. yeah, it was, I loved, I remember I loved, well, I loved like you guys and your families and and then the my table I love my table you had a great um, table <laughs> yeah I think it was just all so nice yeah that workshop kind of made an impact on me too because I don't know I there was a lot of like things that I never realized about making paper flowers probably because I'm stubborn about like using tutorials and templates and everything but I even think like oh you can use like tacky glue instead of like glue guns and this is how you properly do that or like this don't you know, the petals are like placed this way and not this way. I don't know. So just mm-hmm. like little things that I maybe should have sort of even known, but that, I don't know, it just kind of like opened up a new world for me as far as like paper flowers themselves. And then mm-hmm. meeting you guys and just how well done the workshop was and how like supportive and positive you guys are was kind of a, like brought another level to the paper flower experience for me, I would say. Mm-hmm. So that was also kind of a turning point all happening at once with the market mm-hmm. and actually on the last night of the conference like when I was back in the hotel or the workshop and when I was back at the hotel after everything was done I got my first sale like on Etsy so all these things kind of all coming together don't you love it that when that happens when you're doing something else and you get that ding from Etsy's like ka-ding it's the most amazing feeling it's like it's like validation someone loves your work I think that is such a wonderful feeling it's like yes I made it yeah (laughs) I say that to every sale you guys it's like yes yeah it's very it's like yeah your first one it's like so exciting and then everyone after it (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that first one is really like something else but then you're like how do I pack it and how do I do this and how do I do that which if you have wonderful advice from experts, <laughs> then you're, you're good to go. But if you don't, then you're like, oh my goodness. But yeah. So that was kind of part one of, or part, I don't know, part one of the business was mm-hmm. when I first got my rose spray paper and wasn't really ready. Then part two was kind of that period where I was in the, kind of felt a little more ready. And then mm-hmm. part three, I would say was when like Corona happened really. And mm-hmm. I, I was off work for a little bit. What I do, I'm a barista now. <laughs> I kind of took a step back and like decided okay. to do something after college administration. So, so yes, yeah, so I was at work for a little bit and I decided this might be a really good time to devote more time into that Etsy venture mm-hmm. um, or business venture really, but for me it was mostly through Etsy. Yeah, that was really great to have all that time. Plus that's yeah. when like a month after the paper to profit course was released and that was pretty like serendipitous too. I feel like 
because I had like just started and was, you know, wondering things. And then here's this great course that allowed me to really like solidify a lot of things moving forward. So I'd say that's kind of my business journey as far as paper flowers goes. Can I interrupt you? I just have this brilliant yeah. business idea for you. <laughs> okay. I love it. <laughs> a lot of Starbucks in my area actually feature artists. Mm. A really cool thing that you could do is turn your paper flowers into art pieces that can be hung in the coffee store and Ooh, they actually yeah. sell it. I brought my first piece of art at a Starbucks <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> like years ago. Like I would say oh. it was 18 years ago and I still have it because I love it so much. But it's something that you might want to talk to the manager and says, hey, mm. I heard that Starbucks does this. Does our store have it? And if it <laughs> is, I do these beautiful paper flowers. I would love to do maybe a coffee plant installation. <laughs> and how fun would that be to feature that? And then as you do it, just progress it and show other pieces of your beautiful flowers because mm. I think it would have so much really wonderful meaning and tie because not only are you an employee for Starbucks, but I mean, I'm not saying that you are a Starbucks, but I'm just saying that as yeah. an example. Right. But I think that would be really fantastic because I feel like a lot of local coffee shop does feature artists. And I actually did mine in a bakery slash coffee shop when I first started out. And I really mm-hmm. targeted where that particular location was in the kind of upper end, willing to pay a little bit more. And mm-hmm. it attracted the right client because there was a lot of moms coming in there buying cupcakes for their daughter's mm-hmm. birthday parties. And I would do flowers for the kids and they would spend a lot of money. I was really yeah, I've actually I have had like one little bouquet in there for a bit, which is really nice to have that. I think it would be great to even well that stuff is great, but yeah, yeah just like expanding more on I, I would sneak yeah. a couple of coffee plants because they do have beautiful flowers. Yeah, that's so cool. And their coffee pods look completely different from you know what a coffee bean looks like, but you should think about sneaking it in because and the people that come to the coffee shop they really know what coffee plants are so tucking that piece in they're like it's like an easter egg fight And while they're waiting around for their coffee. Exactly. And it's funny because like, I don't even know what the coffee plant looks like. That'd be a learning experience from the coffee standpoint and the paper flowers standpoint. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just ping me anytime you need ideas. I'm always thinking of ideas. I never have enough time to do them all. She does have a ton of ideas. Wonderful. (laughs) You just mentioned about paper to profit and we really would love to hear what was your impression when you went through the program and honestly did it help you (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely well one thing that I was so appreciative of was how like thorough and well put together it is and I think having taken the workshop in Toronto and seeing how that workshop was so well run was a lot of what inspired me. I mean, I was very interested in the topic, of course, but I think knowing how well done that workshop had been, I was like, well, I feel like it's going to be worth it. And it totally was because I feel like it's just, yeah, I don't know. You two are very thorough and like you just think things, I don't know. Everything is like very relatable and Mm -hmm. easy to understand 
understand, but also, and like friendly, friendly, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's a hard topic. It's so dry sometimes talking about taxes and like corporations and like, (laughs) this is what you need to do. Yeah, but somehow, I don't know, somehow it just comes out really like relatable and friendly, but also like super informative and covers so, so many areas. And I don't know, it's just because you guys have been there and had all of these experiences already and it's something that is new to a lot of us and we're you know just kind of swimming along not quite knowing where we're going to have experts who can present the information in a way that's really easy and relatable but also really helpful and informative has been really nice and definitely lived up to my expectations as far as comparing it to how well on the Toronto workshop I was pretty high but um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think I think also something that kind of struck me was like there were a lot of overall pictures and themes that were covered, but also it really got into like the nitty gritty and there were just like a bunch of little gems in there. And I think it's also things that kind of could apply to a lot of people wherever they are in their stage of the journey. And there might be some areas that you know a lot about or that you might not be as interested in, but there might be another area that you know, is really applicable to you and that you really will get a lot out of. So I think that there's just a whole range on a lot of levels, like breadth and depth that were really, really helpful. Awesome. Is there anything in particular that you found the most helpful? Because like you said, there are a lot of topics. (laughs) We didn't want to overwhelm people, but we thought this is everything you really need to know when you're running a business. There are many Mm -hmm. aspects, but we tried to kind of break it down and come from our experience in terms of what was important to us when running a business, but was there anything in particular that you found most helpful after you took the course that, you know, you were able to apply either right away or at some point in your business? Well, I feel like one thing that really struck me, and this might sound like a little funny, but was (laughs) business on like numbers and bottom line, because as much as obviously it's a business and that's a part of it, I don't think I really like had maybe I had taken to heart that that was an important aspect and that Mm -hmm. that I was was like, oh, this will be, you know, I was thinking more like, oh, the marketing and the branding and this and that, and there will be sales. But what does that really mean? Like, Mm -hmm. what do the sales mean? Oh, I'm going to get these different colors and supplies. But what does that really mean? (laughs) (laughs) So I think that was one kind of basic. And I still think it's like a little funny, but because (laughs) it's so like obvious, but I think maybe that in itself makes it so important and something that could be overlooked is Mm -hmm. really like what are your numbers and how to keep track I mean so on the big picture level that's the Mm -hmm. question and then kind of on the nitty-gritty like how do you keep track of that and how are ways to manage that so that was one thing that I found really helpful but also I think there was a I mean I think there was a lot in the course about like valuing yourself as an artist in relation to your time and your prices and your aspirations. And I think that really struck me as well, because I like to think of it as an art form Mm -hmm. as well. But sometimes I don't really because Mm -hmm. I'm just making them Mm -hmm. and getting kind of almost understanding that you have the permission to value yourself as an artist and how that translates in a business perspective was something that I really enjoyed about the course of that. Because there's kind of also I feel like there were like interlaced themes or strings, maybe you could Mm -hmm. call them that 
kept coming up and um, chapter through chapter. And like that was one that really made an impression on me as well. I think those are some of the like more overarching ones. Mm -hmm. But then there were so many like little, just wonderful little like nuggets and gems and spark that applied to like me personally or other people like about networking and oh my gosh, like so so many. I'm going (laughs) to. It's okay. <laughs> okay, I have yeah. a question for you, real quick. I, I'm so curious. One thing that I, when I was going through the paper profit again, because we're actually adding a lot of new updates and we're adding mm-hmm. in some worksheets and some more fun surprises for past students and for the new students that are going to be enrolling in 2021. Mm-hmm. And one of the first thing I always get a little bit overwhelmed for the students is chapter one. Chapter one is very overwhelming because we dump so much information at you. Did you felt overwhelmed? Was that too much? Or do you think that we should break the chapter down even more? Yeah. And okay, chapter one was... It was all about starting your business, like all the ABCs that you need to setting up your bookkeeping, setting up your business. If you do decide okay. to set up as a sole entrepreneur or a corporation, getting your supply, your name, the pricing. It was invoicing. just so... Invoicing. <laughs> so many things. Okay. I kind of feel like, no, but maybe because I almost viewed each section more on its own than in relation to what chapter it was in. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, That's good to know. I mean, maybe if like it made you feel better, you could like break it down sort of, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think, I don't know. I just personally viewed it way more like section to section than like chapter to chapter. Mm-hmm. I would say. Like topic so to topic, topic, right? Right. Yeah. So for me, like I wasn't overwhelmed by it, but maybe it's because I was taking that approach. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's good to hear. <laughs> yeah. It's very good to hear. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it is. It's like, it's so much information that I I can see how from your the perspective you guys it would be a little like oh my gosh how do we present this without making it seem overwhelming and maybe there's but I think it, how you did you know breaking down these pieces was very helpful yeah good. <laughs> yes. I'd rather have all the information than not <laughs> that's good to know <laughs> was there anything that we didn't put in there that you kind of wish we did put a, a, a topic in thinking about this this morning one thing that crossed my mind was kind of like and this is a little bit related to like some of them like marketing and branding but maybe more like advertising on more like country levels you know as far as like these are social media or or like I guess paid advertising paid ad, that would be what it would be paid advertising we yeah. did think about it but it was such a, a can that had a really bottomless pit <laughs> yeah. And, yeah no that that makes sense and definitely. then we weren't and I mean because it was the first time offering the course we weren't quite sure also the people who did enroll in the course where they were at in their business because I mean I can imagine that like you most people went in there saying oh I want to sell my flowers and I love making paper flowers but you don't think about the bottom line you don't think about all those things because you're not ready to think about them which is the same thing with advertising for us it was kind of like well you likely won't think about let's say Facebook ads or something like that until you're more into the business where you've you know you've done a little bit more before and like you it's like you're asking about it now which you've already had a year or two 
oh my god 2020 just went out the door um <laughs> I know <laughs> right? but like the the things like that might not come out for a lot of people and then like Quinn said it was like well then we get into like so many other things about marketing and branding that right. it's like an entire course in itself hence we weren't sure that we wanted to add it in because it might at that point be like overwhelming, overwhelming. <laughs> See, yeah. we don't want people to think like you have to do these things you don't at all yeah, and you probably would too. never think about it at the beginning but at some point like you're saying, like you would think about those things. Like that's a legitimate, I think, topic to explore. But good to know that like that's something that you would be curious about because yeah. you're likely not the only one. Mm-hmm. So um, saying that, keep in tune with what we're going to be dropping when we do roll out 2021 Paper to Profit because we have some mm-hmm. really good stuff coming out mm-hmm. that I think would be applicable to this particular question that we can deep dive even deeper level. So yeah. definitely be there when we do drop that. <laughs> So Nora, I know that you changed your business name and I know that when we were in Paper to Profits and you've been like amazing asking questions, like such amazing questions, questions that we were like, oh, we got to We got to address those questions in the new version this year. But I remember in the community forum when we were introducing ourselves and our business names, you had given us a little story about your original name. And then you decided to change it. So tell us a little bit about that change and what prompted you to do that. My original name was The Ever After Story. And that was based on a Pinterest board that I created many years ago, like seven or eight years ago, that was completely unrelated to paper flowers. It was just like images that appealed to me of landscapes and houses and whatnot. And I named that board The Ever After Story. And it kind of represented the feel that I I wanted my paper flower business to have. I was pretty like attached to what I would say because I don't know, understandable. <laughs> had like a certain feel to it that really was what I was trying to present. But I think that I had always, although I was attached to it for throughout the years, I had also kind of been wishy-washy on names overall. And when I had had that kind of like very first like 2016 version of the business, it had a different name. I think it was when I was looking a little more into like website and handles. I mean, I already had like handles for the Ever After Story and it was already the name of my Etsy shop. But as I looked a little more into like, especially website ideas, it just seemed like it was a very long title. I don't know. I think maybe it was taken, maybe the website URL, if I remember correctly, was taken and therefore I would have had to either abbreviate it or add something to it. And it just was getting like way too long or way too confusing. (laughs) So maybe it's time to like pull out that list of other names that I've been thinking of. And My Life in Blush was one of the ones that I had on there. And both of those, My Life and Blush, were colors that um, I had really had kind of made an impact on me as I was making paper flower collections, I would say. I really, I don't know, one of the things that I love most about the paper flower journey is all the colors and like selecting Mm -hmm. color combinations. And there had been a blush like Etsy Etsy listing that I had had that was like sort of popular. And I just loved it too. And then in another collection, I had had some lilac flowers, lilac color flowers that were also that I just was kind of taken with. So I thought, I don't know, I like the sound of it and the what it, it represented, represented you. 
colors mm-hmm. exactly so so I I kind of tentatively went with I think I changed my Etsy name and like got new business cards printed but I hadn't changed my social media handles yet mm-hmm. but then I think it was going into it was going into the new year this year 2021 and I said well I'm <laughs> I sort of felt like I wanted to like recommit to mm-hmm. the journey and what my business really was going to represent and I said I better like make sure I know what the name is <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I was actually in this like brand Facebook group and I just put a little poll on there like these are the names I'm thinking of and eight, 90% of the people said the lilac and blush so I said okay it's probably because as much as you can be attached to something and I think it is really important that the name speaks to you I think it's also important that and this, these are some things that we talked about in the course like that people will be able to remember it easily and look it up easily and whatnot and lilac and blush I feel like definitely is more up that alley compared to the ever after story and I really like lilac and blush and whatever it represents as well and how it like portrays the brand so I am committed I suppose and and I don't know it is on Instagram it is paper garden which was something that someone from that branding group had actually recommended Mm -hmm. um it's not on Etsy it's not on my business cards so paper garden is kind of like a I could like like, and flesh was taken on Instagram that was like it's added but um Uh, so I think paper is not like officially part of it yeah I don't I'm not opposed that's that's okay it's totally okay to try out your names but what a interesting development or evolution you talk about collections do you have a collection coming out soon I am aiming for a collection to come out in late March, early April, which will be more of a spring summer collection. Yay! Yeah. And I've had a lot of like sort of more neutral colors going. And it's funny because I'll see <laughs> like right now I'm a lot of spring collections are coming out and I'm so yeah. eager to like get it out, but it's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> <They're, they're, laughs> it won't be coming out <laughs> until the time. It's like, yes, I don't think like, but they're all peaches and pinks and whites and some reds. I don't, I haven't worked much with reds, but there's going to be like a little red in there. Ooh, nice. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to some, I feel like when I switch, I know I've lightly been working with collections and, but whenever I have been kind of working with one and then I switch, it's always so refreshing to like work with the new colors, exciting and refreshing to work with the new colors. So so yeah, so that should be something that horizon. Well, I'm sure it's going to be beautiful. I mean, your flowers are so feminine and I think lilac and blush is a really good representative of what I see on your Instagram feed. Yes, I agree. I love it. Yeah. So it was interesting hearing where that came from. (laughs) (laughs) So So now to our favorite question. What do you love to drink and what do you watch when you're doing all these beautiful paper flowers? I don't have streaming services. I'm not very technological. And I don't really have a TV where I work. So I think I hear all these great shows and I think it would be fun to (laughs) start watching some of them. But um, I'm not really set up for that. So I'll listen to music, actually. I use Pandora. I don't know if that's kind of old-fashioned, too. I love Pandora. (laughs) (laughs) And like some of the stations I've had lately are Lord Huron, Mount Joy, Gaslight Anthem, kind of like indie rock Mm -hmm. type of ones. So that's what I'll mostly have on or nothing actually <laughs> <laughs> that's good <laughs> you're deep in thought yeah although really you're like yeah so it's almost kind of like a nice time to like clear your mind or I'm talking sure. I live with my sisters and I will be talking or, but anyway since I do work at the coffee shop 
I'm sort of I'm lucky that I have access to like more fun drinks than (laughs) (laughs) like on an easy basis so a lot of times I'll like take things home from work and I've been I don't know I'm not really like a plain coffee drinker but I'll drink like lattes and matcha Mm. lattes I've been kind of into milk which is like a I've been seeing this on TikTok and I'm like so curious what this tastes like. So what they do is they do a matcha latte with a couple pumps of chai syrup. Have oh. you ever made a drink like that before? Matcha chai? Oh, yeah. But I Two good things. I don't know if they belong together. I know. That's what I thought too. We actually had a matcha drink that had matcha and espresso and cream and vanilla. And that was like very delicious. I can imagine. Maybe matcha mixes well with everything. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Okay. Awesome. I'm going to have to try it. I've been eyeing it. It's like, should I? I don't know. Because I do like them separately, but I don't know if they're going to blend well together. I that. Yeah, I'm going to try that too next time I'm on a shift. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> oh, and they also put a cold foam. What was the flavor? I forgot what flavor. Oh, another flavor? Oh, yeah, no. on top of it. <laughs> so many flavors. Okay. Too much of a good thing. It was, or maybe it was like a sweet cold, cold foam. I'm not quite sure. But it just oh, made yeah. the drink so much better, apparently. Yeah. That sounds delicious. <laughs> <I'm> TikTok. <laughs> I love TikTok. <laughs> I can't wait to see your spring collection. I know, me too. It's oh, going to be so beautiful. You. Please like spam Instagram with all your collections because <laughs> yeah. I want to see them all. I <laughs> always you. look forward to seeing your flowers, just like yes. how you've grown as an artist and you're mm-hmm. defining your artistry and your style. It's been really exciting seeing all of that. Yeah, Aww, for sure. Thank you so much. I really mm-hmm. feel like you put your personality into mm-hmm. your flowers. It just represents who you are. I just love it. That makes me so happy to hear because I want that, but I don't know if it's happening. But <laughs> it is happening. It is definitely happening. Oh gosh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. Yes. Thank you so much for being on here and being one of our students. We just absolutely love it. And thank you for all the feedback. I think that's yeah. really important. All the feedback yeah. and support. And I mean, it just makes us so happy to see, you know, to see you and to see like other people who have been to our workshop and our course to see you guys succeed because um, it can be tough out there, but like seeing you guys just pres- like persevere and be persistent and it's just, yeah, it's, yeah. it's inspiring. Yeah. Aww. Well, it's like such a pleasure that to work with you guys and to, to have your support and you're so amazing to this community. So thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Nora. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us each week and listening to paper talk podcast. This week podcast is sponsored by paper to profit. So one of the bonus that you're going to get, or actually it's a whole packet and system that you're going to be getting with Paper to Profit that Jesse and I have used and it's evolved a little bit, but I think it's a great piece to have in your toolkit when you're starting off your business. So quickly running through all the different bonuses that you're going to get, you're going to get an invoice template that is functional, that will be, you can use it multiple ways. You can use it for paper flowers, you can use it for workshops, you can do it for custom orders. It breaks it 
down on the flowers, the hours, the pricing, things like that, that you need to think about. Another one you're going to really need, and I highly encourage everyone to use, is a contract with your paper flowers. If you're doing a custom order, if you're doing a wedding, this is to cover your butt. And as you know, Jessie used to be an attorney, so she went through it. She read it, make sure the language is universal. So it's an easy template to use. It's pretty much plug and play. And you might want to edit a couple of things out where you don't need it. So if you're doing a wedding, you don't need to talk about commercials or workshops or whatever. You just need to cut that part out. But there's pieces in there that you would just go in, customize it to your business name, your client that you're working with and the things that you agreed upon. But it pretty much covers all the basic things you need to be covered for, Mm -hmm. which is really important. What are the other bonus? There's also a wholesale line sheet template and Quinn's been selling her kits wholesale to retail stores. And this is a template that she's created and she uses as well personally for her business. And it's actually the first time I've seen a wholesale line sheet that looks like this. Cool thing is that it's very specific. It's very specific to paper flowers. So it's very, very helpful if you are thinking about selling kits or anything wholesale to retail store or even a company. Some great things to think about there. And you don't have to start anything from scratch. I can't tell you how many hours and I've talked to so many different other people that are selling to wholesale and they kept bringing the wholesale line sheet up. And I was like, what is that? And how do I customize it so it fits my particular paper flowers? You know, with our paper flowers, there's so many different components. So it talks about colors. It talks about quantity. And the thing with wholesale is pretty much a store wants your best selling item. And the thing is it it rotates from season to season. So you can have the option of saying, hey, you can buy X amount of kits or flowers that are specific to what you think is going to sell better versus having the store pick because you know your flowers better than the store, but also taking consideration who the customers is for that particular store. Are they in a high-end area? Do they want specific customized pieces? Or are they just in a mall where it just needs to be generic because people are coming through and it's like, I just want to buy a, a rose for my love. And so something to think about, like make sure your wholesale fits the client that you are selling to. We've also got two different email templates. One is a bridal inquiry responding email template. And then we've got email responses to customer complaints. And both of them really stress how important communication it is with your customers, with the other vendors you might be working with, uh, with anybody who you're speaking to about your business or paper flowers. But I mean, sometimes it can be very hard to respond when you're not quite sure how to communicate what you want to say. And so we've got these templates that both Quinn and I have worked off of when we're in a rush. You know, sometimes you get all these inquiries and you're like, oh, I just got to get back to them because, you know, quick responses is important. So what you can do is rely on these as starting points, especially with the bride inquiry. We've got questions in there that you would want to ask your brides and you might want to ask other questions, add them in there, but you've got a starting point to begin with. And it makes it so much easier when you're on the go. And the last thing you want to do is manage the business part. And you're just super busy, right? That's the whole point of these templates is to automate your business so that you don't have to be thinking about every single response that you make. And the same thing with customer complaint. I mean, we've got a whole section in the program about how to deal with these complaints. And we're always saying that try to prevent these complaints from happening. Try to prevent these problems that might arise before they actually happen so that you don't have to have these difficult discussions with your customer. But when they do happen and they're bound to happen in the program, we do make suggestions of what steps to take. And one of them is 
emailing the customer as soon as possible to address those concerns and kind of douse water on the fire, so to speak, so that it doesn't get into something bigger. So we've got those responses there too that you can work out of. And then the last template that we have is an income and expenditure account spreadsheet. And it's an Excel spreadsheet form. It is, I would say, one of the most important templates for you at the beginning of your business. It really yes. is something that I use personally because my business is not that big. I don't have a lot of expenses coming in. The Excel spreadsheet is both in American and Canadian. So we've taken that into account when we're calculating, for example, Canadians have HST or harmonized sales tax that we might have to remit to the government. So some of those calculations are in there. And you're going to find that even if this doesn't fit your business completely right now, you don't have to use every single thing in there. It's completely customizable. You get a, a copy of the template. We, in the template system, we do use Google Sheets and Google Docs. So it's free. It's, it's free. It's amazing. You get the link to it. All you do is you make a copy of it and then it's yours. So it's a really easy way for you to get access to these documents without having the, the specific apps. And you don't have to pay anything. No, you, even yeah, better. you don't need to pay anything at all. Everyone has access to this as long as you have a Gmail or a Google account. Exactly. Which is really fantastic. So it's pretty much a plug and play. And if you have any questions at all, of course, we're always here. We will see you in Paper to Profit, you guys. If you're looking for a way to support us, please hit subscribe and write us a review. We would appreciate it so much. You can also support us as a patron on patreon.com. Your contribution would help us continue to create great content for you and the Paper Flower community.